What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 31 of the Halfcock Podcast. With you as always, my name is Cole Baines. I'm happy to be here. Joining me as always, my co-host extraordinaire, Versace Jeffrey Daughtry. How you doing, Jeff? I'm good, I'm good. What's going on, you slime-covered bitch bags? <laughs> fucking excited. I'm fucking excited to be here. You, I, that, that was a great intro. Slime-covered yeah. bitch bags. Yeah. That's a good one, baby. Thanks, that bro. deep, dark foreboding voice you hear is none other than our producer extraordinaire power man 696969 69. hello what's at hotmail.com what's up josh how are you hotmail com. <laughs> uh yeah i'm doing uh, and show me where you from uh. rentboy.ca <laughs> yeah i'm doing all right I'm, if, I'm uh you know still kicking every week until i'm not we had a heavy saturday night maybe we'll just quickly recap we should jump right into it <laughs> yeah the weekend let's go the events of uh saturday night we all got together to watch the mystic mac return of the king the notorious conor mcgregor only needed 40 seconds of starch donald cowboy Cerrone. a very quick affair shoulder slugs left hand high kicks a, a total- beautiful three-piece attack if we want to recap it. Man, those fucking shoulders. Are you kidding me? Yes. So for those of you that didn't see Conor McGregor in his return to the octagon, wasted very little time in finishing off a fighter that we love personally. We love the right? cowboy. We no love disrespect. the cowboy. Conor jumped in immediately, uh, went for a right punch to Donald's head, but also rose his knee at the same time and grabbed Donald's arm. Uh, it was basically over at that point because McGregor then shoulder struck him in the face three times i watch a fuckload of mma guys and i have never seen this shoulder strike before it was absolute thing of beautiful be- beauty um great destruction three shoulder strikes to the face nose area i believe he broke his nose and busted up his um his eyebrow pretty quick bands and then a pretty underrated move as well the kick that he landed on donald's head which dropped him led to a ground and pound tko Quite the uh, quite the series of events there, and quite the coming out party for the return of the Mac. It was a quick finish, a notorious, beautiful fight, beautiful forty seconds. I was I wanted to see a little more fight, but hey, that's how it finished. It was fantastic. The boys are pumped up. I was really looking forward to like a long bout, and then uh, I couldn't help but be completely flabbergasted and impressed with that effort. That was incredible. Mm-hmm. That was probably the most exciting thing I've seen in the Octagon. It was. And boys, starting from then, I've been on a gambling absolute hot streak. The hottest streak of my gambling career. Baines is here. I won a couple bucks that night, but I want to shout out to the Power Man, because not only is he a great producer, but he's a great friend, and he knows how to keep the party going. Yeah. At this point, it was about 10.30. Liquor stores here close at 11. We knew that we had to go to a different place, but we weren't necessarily all ready to move out yet. So I went over to Power Man and I said, Josh, I'll give you my credit card. I need you to go to the liquor store and then await further instructions. I didn't know this happened. Yeah, exactly. But... I was buckled. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I went zero dark 30 and just fucking like went on a mission. It was, it was amazing. Cool. And guys, if this sounds like I was I was being like, you need to do this for me. It wasn't like that. No, it I guarantee like, it wasn't like Power that. Power Man, we have a mission for you. So Josh went on foot and got another 24 to 48 beers for us (laughs) and then walked to the next party we were going to the bird cage he was the first one there stocked the fridge so when the boys showed up there were beers aplenty for everybody i didn't even know that's what went down stocked the fridge got the tunes going took a quick dump before everyone got there (laughs) so i didn't stink it up while they were there that's what etiquette too man good move we walked in the lights were on power man was having a dance party alone and uh (laughs) drinking a coors light so oh my god power man much respect i did not know that happened like i said i had a few too many cocktails at that point um much appreciated whatever i can do for the boys baby. that's a fucking what is that's a team guy right there that's eh? a big team guy that's a big locker room guy that's an assistant captain right there yeah absolutely got one for the boys yeah uh a little we think we finished all those cocktails off of the birdcage that night um oh yeah there was there was nothing left it was a late night for some a later night for others it was an early night for me i was happy to go home i uh shut her down early because we had a massive day of football ahead of us on Sunday. We did indeed. I well, I was dog shit the next day. I was basically one one eyeing watching all of football that day, and I I don't have a lot of fucking input to <laughs> help you guys out with on this. I'm not even gonna bullshit it. I couldn't even move from my bed, but I had it in, <laughs> on my phone, two inches away from my face, watching those games. 
Yeah, we tried. Effort was there. Hey, man. Baines, your fat dick made it back to the bar, did it not? Thankfully, I was alive and well enough to go uh, watch the first game. I watched the first game at the bar, second game at home. Uh, saw the Chiefs do what they have been known to do. Uh, go down early and then come raging back and look unstoppable. Patrick Mahomes right now, uh, there was a stat that came out from Pro Football Focus. He is having the best playoffs statistically of any quarterback ever. The closest to it was in 2009 or 2010, sorry, when Aaron Rodgers uh, led his Green Bay Packers through the Super Bowl. He has nine touchdowns with zero turnovers, completing over 65% of his passes and uh, has rushed for 100 yards in the playoffs as well. So He's doing everything that he needs to to get it done. It was in, it's, in, it's an incredible thing to watch. Not to mention the best hair in the show, would you say? The best or the worst, it depends how you look at it. Yeah, I think it's the best. I like that. I think Derrick Henry's probably got the best hair in the in the, in the the game it's right now. It's more of a horn, I would say. <laughs> well, he's out, so fuck him. Yeah, Yo! he really he showed <laughs> Remaining me. right now, ah, Jimmy G's pretty sexy, though, too. Yes, he is. Yes. Who's the sexiest man in the NFL? I would say Jimmy G's probably the sexiest man in the NFL. Yeah, I'd have to agree that he is. Well, he's banging that porn star for a few months. Him though. or Andy Reid? <sighs> I'll take Andy all day, baby. Who would you rather get shit-faced with? Uh, definitely Andy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not even, not even you're a right. Yes. You're, oh, <clears throat> we're just watching the Florida Panthers, Chicago Blackhawks game here. The boys are going head to head on a sports interaction. I believe right now I put a couple dollars on the Florida Panthers power man with a couple dollars on his Chicago Blackhawks. Kirby doc with a seventh goal. Here's currently three one Panthers. By the time you hear this, I'm sure the Panthers will have won and I will be up and my hot streak will continue. It's very possible. Very possible. But let's quickly get back on track here. Uh, we saw a very convincing win, I think, by the Chiefs. I think their defense looked very good. Everybody said they wouldn't be able to stop the the Derrick Henry train, the Tractor Cito. Uh, would I know you guys were only watching with one eye, but the defense looked pretty fucking good. The defense looked way better than I've given them credit for, and I think that a lot of people have given them credit for. I still don't think they have a, as good a D as the Niners, which we'll get to, but they did what they needed to do to stop Henry. Yeah, what do you have? Sorry. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Apologize. Oh, just once you have him shut down, what can Tennessee do? Well, he, had, really exposed he had 69 the yards in the first half, but then they, the were, first playing half, from, was they it? were playing behind in the second. So yeah. I, don't, I don't even know if he got over 100. He might have. He I finished with 69. Oh, really? 19 rush, 69 yards. He had that one touchdown. Uh, yeah. Tana. And that was in the first half, yeah. No altogether. Yeah, I know. I'm saying he, his oh, first touchdown oh, was in the first half. Yeah, they yeah. were playing from behind and throwing the ball. Uh, which, I mean, Tannehill's been really good on play action all season, but you can't ask him to win you the game, right? No, the Tannehill no. man played all right, it looked like, from the numbers I see in the bit of game that I did watch. But, uh, yeah, your boy Patrick Mahomes, a little too much. I mean, that's kind of what you get, I guess, when you're using Derrick Henry to win all of your games. At some point, the uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fail. Yeah, exactly. You can only ride that horse for so long. And I think that we had said eventually you're going to have to start throwing the ball to win the games. And uh, they had played pretty well in their passing attack. They just hadn't needed to throw very much, which kind of leads us well into what happened with the 49ers and the Green Bay Packers in the night game. Uh, So last week I said that game is going to be one in the air. Mm -hmm. Totally wrong. (laughs) Last week I think I said the the Packers were going to win. After I called them frauds all season, so no, I think you were the only one who said the Niners would win. We both called Packers. Yeah, it did happen. Yeah. Oh, I, got, I want to ask Baines a question. I here. was hammered. So if I if I told <laughs> really? you if I told you on Saturday Aaron Rodgers was thirty one for thirty nine with three twenty six two touchdowns, and Jimmy G was six for eight for seventy seven yards, who do you think would have won the game? Who'd you <laughs> guess? Yeah. I, Who would anyone in the fucking world guess? The easiest answer would be, okay, Rodgers, right? <laughs> but then you got to look a little bit deeper at the numbers. And you the do. only reason Jimmy G would be throwing that few of passes if they're playing with a massive lead, right? I guess, and three running back by committee, but six for eight for 77? Yeah, and a lot of that is garbage, right? Like he had a 70-yard pass to Adams when the game was out of reach. He had two of his touchdowns when they were already down by 30. So I, I uh, commend... Aaron Rodgers on getting up for the fourth quarter of that game. <laughs> uh, but, boys, did you see Aaron Rodgers fumble the ball three times? He no, lost, I did not. He lost one of the fumbles. The fumble that he lost, he dropped the ball and just stared at it while it was sitting on the ground. What? Yeah, I heard somebody um, saying that uh, he made it look like Cam. He, he made Cam Newton look like he cared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on that play. It was a definite business decision 
type fumble. That yeah. guy sucks. I was just, I, I was, it kind of was proving my season long storyline of, is this the guy that is going to put everything out on the field to win it? Or is this a guy that has made enough money to live off of for the rest of his life, Fuck, is going is to the Hall of Fame, has his one Super Bowl and his MVP, and doesn't really give a fuck? Yeah, yeah it kind of looked like he just doesn't give a fuck. I mean, yeah. like you said, there's that fourth quarter push where he wakes up, and that absolute bomb to Adams was... It, you It almost made you... Because at that point, they were only down 14, 10 minutes left. You think, if anybody can do it, Rodgers can probably do it. There was a little hope at that point, it wasn't just there? just like, somehow they still had that little glimmer, but it was all for naught. Just a little bit. Not a lot, baby girl. All Aaron Rodgers needs a little bit, but not today. We're not focusing a little bit too much on the Packers. It's obviously good to break down everything that happened. The 49ers defense was phenomenal, but the star of this game was definitely Raheem Mostert. No shit. What, 220 yards around the ground? 220 yards and four touchdowns. Four, was it four? Fu- four yes. fucking touchdowns. Four scores. Jesus, fuck. Four score and seven, seven years, years ago. Uh, <laughs> nice one. Thanks to all to Kittle's amazing blocking on the edge. Some very good long. Kittle blocking, absolutely. So what do we think, boys? We've got the Super Bowl set. We've got the run-heavy defensive 49ers versus the pass-heavy defensively lacking Kansas City Chiefs. Well, how you know, sorry, go ahead, Jeff. Most all those experts say defense wins championships. I think they're all fucking stupid. You got to score points to win the game. KC 31 to 23 over the San Francisco 49ers in a spirited affair, a fantastic game, not a game for the ages, but a great game. 31-23, Patrick Mahomes is your MVP. I like it. We've heard a lot about how the Chiefs defense is lacking, but I don't think that we can necessarily say that anymore. I think that they've shown that they, when they really need to, they can step up and shut it down and make adjustments. I have a hard time not believing in the Chiefs right now. Well, I think the Niners defense is a, a touch better. Than, oh, for sure. Maybe more than touch, but does it matter when you can put 50 points on the board? You're right. Yeah, And just that quick strike, too. You can go up the field in a minute and a half and have a score, right? And like, teams have also shown that they can pass on the 49ers, right? Yep. So if you do have a team What do you mean? The best corner in the NFL, your fucking best buddy, Richard <laughs> Shermanator. I'm really glad you guys probably saw that Darrell Rivas came out and talked some shit to him. Oh, it's on my notes right here, actually. Do you have the quote, like the tweet? No, I don't, actually. Anyways, what Rivas said is basically what I and my good buddy, Sean, who is a podcast listener as well, has we've been saying for years... Guys like Darrell Rivas, Patrick Peterson, even like Xavier Rhodes or some of those B, B-level corners, they follow the best player on the field. Marshawn Lattimore, those guys. They don't play one side. Exactly. They'll be following the best player, and they don't play primarily zone coverage. Like, yes, once again, Sherman had a pick. It was thrown directly to his hands. It was great. He was in coverage. The coverage was good. He did let's his not, job. Let's not totally bear him. He's a good corner. Right. But he's not the best corner in the world, and I'm not ready to crown his ass yet. No, don't crown him. So it was nice to see Darrell Rivas uh, saying what he said, basically echoing the exact same thing. One of the best corners to ever play the game. Yes. Uh, I I lost my train of thought, but I think I was just saying that Jimmy G is going to have to throw the ball more than eight times to win the Super Bowl. That's, Absolutely. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. And if you get into a game where you're having to throw, guess what? There's not really anybody in the world I would uh, not want to throw against than Patrick Mahomes. No doubt. You know what? I think at the end of the day, we've got ourselves an actually exciting Super Bowl to make up for last year's snooze fest. Mm -hmm. This is going to be electric. And guess what I found out? I'm going to be flying while it's happening. I thought that maybe I'd make it to Toronto in time to be able to watch the game, but it turns out our flight leaves at 2.05. Wow. You should quit your job. That's cruel and unusual to that, make you that's fly actually, on a Sunday. That could you be the what? worst time possible to fly during that game. Yep. Or coverage. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, altogether, I would say it was a really good weekend for sports. And uh, I was pretty pumped on the outcomes of both of the games. It uh, It's going to be a good Super Bowl. I think, Powerman, you nailed it, that uh, we're going to see an exciting Super Bowl. And uh, I think that we are seeing... I think that Patrick Mahomes is the Steph Curry of the NFL. I think we're seeing look very similar. a guy that is going to revolutionize the position. He's making throws that nobody else can make, and he does it regularly and and with relative ease. And I think this could be the start of uh, a Chiefs dynasty because I don't think they're going to get worse. 
that's an interesting interesting observation. Do you think we see Shady? I know we were talking a little bit about that on the weekend. Damian Williams looked very good. So good. I think, very good this week. I think Andy Reid will put Shady in a few snaps. Just if he does get a ring, put him on there. Make him part of the team. Andy Reid's a good stand-up guy. I think Shady will get three carries. My thought was that if they're up late in the game and they're just going to be running anyway, just give it to Shady. The only problem with that, right, I agree with you, both of you guys. There's obviously the reason why LaShawn McCoy is there is because Andy Reid loves him. Yeah. It's not necessarily because they needed the running back help, right? Uh, but the one thing that Shady does have as a knock against him is he's not very good with ball security. Man, that one-handed, just outside of his body, fucking is crazy. So if you're if you're thinking late in a game and you're up, you're going to be giving the ball to Damian Williams. You're yeah, not that's a fair point. You're going to be giving point. it to a guy who's only fumbled twice this season and has way more carries. But you don't give the guy one or two touches? No, no, no think? I think so. I think, think, so? I, I think we'll see him play. I hope we see him play three carries is a perfect number, Dodge. Yeah, I like that. The yeah. under over two and a half? <laughs> I yeah, that'd be interesting there, to see. That um, was like uh, on Sports Interaction. They had a a uh, option: who's gonna get more receiving yards between Kittle and Adams? And it was like one point six eight for Adams and two point one for Kittle. Oh. And I was like, I will put fifty five dollars that Adams gets more yards. Yes. So that was an easy win there. Is it a well. coincidence we have two of the best tight ends in football going head to head in the Super Bowl? Always a little luck. They're not. They're not running the team. They're not the quarterbacks. Not the defenses. But there is the two best tight ends in the league in the NFL, hands down. Not in comparison, are going head to head in this year's Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that the thing with both of those guys is they contribute to the team in a very important way. From Kittle's side of things, obviously he's a beast catching the ball, but he's probably the best blocking tight end in the league. I couldn't agree more. And then from Travis Kelsey's perspective, he's an absolute offensive weapon. I don't think that there's a tight end in football that compares to him. I, I mean, do, especially I, we watched that game against the Texans. He had three touchdowns in the second quarter. Yeah, he he's, he's so, unreal. He's so athletic as a tight end. You almost look at him like a receiver as a, you know, that in-between tight end and wide receiver kind of play. with His physique kind of matches up that, that speed in game, too. So, I don't know. I like Kelsey's game. I think Kittle's a little better blocker. I'm calling it a push. Well, here's the thing. I think that if you put Kittle on the Chiefs, he would have very similar numbers to Kelsey. Yeah, he gets and more I think, balls. I think that if you put Kelsey on the 49ers, he would not be nearly as important as Kittle is because he's not as good at blocking. You don't think so? That's very fair. Yeah, San Francisco does pound the ball quite a bit. KC's more of an air team, so... They're both suited great for their positions and their teams. Yeah. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm, this is going to be a great Super Bowl. Fantastic yeah. game. Uh, real question, boys. Where's the team half cock watching this game? Sorry, Powderman. I excuse you. I'll be there in spirit. Being... I do have a reservation for us at the local watering hole. Is it already set? It is set. How many uh, members? I, I made a 12-person reservation. Back booth? Back booth, baby. I'm in. Let's do it. Back of the booth. 2.30? Uh, yeah, I'm not off work till 3.30, but I'll be there for kickoff. I'll be there at 3 o'clock then. Okay. R- run a couple of chi- uh, chicken strip orders for me, please. Got you. A couple. <laughs> uh, over under Coors Lights Pints Ooh, I'm going to set mine at and no, you, set, you set mine I'll set yours I'll go with yours at 12 and a half I'll take I the over on that all day take, over I'll all day? take the under I take the under and I'm not like I'm not being like oh I don't drink a lot of beers I just feel like I'm going to be really nervous because I don't I do not want the 49ers to win this game we'll be dialed in yeah you got a lot of money on that so. uh, Versace I think that you're going to be ripping Ooh. I'm putting your over under at seven and a half. Well, I got the over all day. I think I think I'll be around nine. Yeah, yeah, ten on a real, real good one. Powerman, if you were there, I would put like a total Sunday drink total <laughs> at nineteen and a half. I mean, I do get paid the week before, so oh, you're it'd right. probably be like a two drink scenario. <laughs> yeah, couple of drinks, or I'd save two hundred dollars and spend it all on alcohol. So. Power, Power Man, what's in that Tupperware container? Don't worry, it's just Mister Noodles. <laughs> Potato vodka, dickhead. Don't look at it. Don't fucking worry about it. So I know we gl- we glazed over the UFC bout, but there's a couple things I think we still wanted to chat about. Hey, Jeff. Yeah, I'd love to talk a little more about my boyfriend, Conor McGregor, the Mystic Mac. I think he's probably got an 8-inch wrench on him, but that's besides the point. Um, Do you think he takes dick pills before weigh-ins so that he has a half chub? I 100% would, and I think we think alike, so yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) 
Fair enough. I might stuff the jock strap a little sock and roll, you know what so I'm saying there, man? What do you think is next for Connor? Because we've got some interesting fights coming up. Obviously, Khabib Tony is the one that's most interesting for Connor's future. It is indeed. But it was really, really funny seeing Jorge Masvidal in his in robe the, in the crowd <laughs> expecting a call out. It was. I thought uh I thought Connor took a page out of his own book and almost made more of the attention on him. Everyone's questioning, including myself, why is he not calling one out? He made the moment about him like he should. He should enjoy that moment. Um, if he did call out Jorge, it could be Jorge's moment on the biggest scene, the biggest pay-per-view of the season. So I think it was kind of cool he called no one out. Um, that being said, I'm very, very stuck on who Connor's going to fight next. There's so many options for him. The Nate Diaz fights there. Justin Gaethje fights there. Jorge Masvidal fights there. Uh, Khabib is fighting Tony in not till April 20th, I believe. So what, rough, roughly three months away. I don't see him waiting for a fight announcement for three months. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaning toward Jorge Masvidal, 170 pounds for, uh, one of the biggest fights in UFC history, honestly. So does he take, sorry, go ahead, Josh. I was just going to say, I hope he stays at this weight class. Yes. He looked fucking dominant. He, he looks looked, huge. He looked crisp and yeah. thick, and those 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 hands were powerful, and those kicks were powerful. I'm I'm thinking Jorge Masvidal at 170, but uh, I've been wrong a thousand times. So so if he does fight Jorge, and I think 170 is the right weight as well, Paraman. Uh, Coach Kavanaugh said the same thing. He'd like to see Connor stay at 170. Yeah, I, I like that. If he takes out Jorge, does he get the BMF belt? He should. He defeated the champion of the, the bad motherfucker belt. That he should. Um, all this talk at 170. Kamara Usman is the champion at 170. Snoozman. The Snoozilla. Um, the thing on Snoozman's side, he does walk into the ring at about 195 to 198 He's pounds. a much bigger man. He cuts a lot of fucking weight to walk in the octagon. Uh, and he's a dominant wrestler. If Connor were to fight Snoozman, I, I hate to say it, but I'd give Snoozman that fight all fucking day long. Yeah, I don't think that's a good fight for Connor, and I think that that's just one of the reasons why he needs to be careful who he fights at 170 yes you're very right it was very funny as connor was giving his post fight i'll fight anybody i'll fight all of them fuck them all <laughs> and then they panned over to Usman, and he was doing the the tired or the sleepy <laughs> face and it's like you're the most boring fighter in the Ever. entire fucking world you're the most boring champ that's funny as that as that video of him was yawning that's the most a camera's ever been on him in his life because yeah. of conor mcgregor saying that yeah exactly hands down uh yeah man i'm looking forward to the next conor fight i'm a fucking big fan he, he changes the game he changes the ufc Dana White, not, I, I can't see Dana White putting him against Kamaru Usman because he knows he'll probably lose. It'll be a boring fucking fight. It's not going to sell. No one gives a shit about that I fight. I think in the words of Connor, he, he <laughs> Usman fights the Khabib jock-sniffing style. <laughs> He's going to take me down and sniff me jock. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that fight's in, in the cards. Yeah. The Gaith G1 is really interesting fucking because scary. that is a powerful man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, it is. Gaethje's one of the best strikers and the, one of the most dominant wrestlers at 155 pounds. I would love to see Gaethje fight Khabib, honestly. That'd be a wicked fight. But uh, all this Khabib, there's a lot of Khabib Connor talk, too. But all that all that shit talk goes out the window when uh, if Tony Ferguson were to be victorious over Khabib Nurmagomedov. Oh, I said almost said it, it right yeah. there. No, you got it, Nurmagomedov. Yeah, wow. Goddamn, good job, One buddy. One for 96, boys. <laughs> fucking batting up. Um, yeah, a lot of action, man. UFC's looking fantastic. This, is gonna be, this year's going to be fucking huge. So you think if Conor wins his next fight, let's say that he fights uh, uh, Masvidal. Masvidal. Masvidal used to fight at 155 as well, so the size is they could go, similar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and... Tony and Khabib happens. Let's just say that that Tony wins that fight. Okay. Ooh. Do you think then that Connor fights Tony before fighting Khabib, so then he gets the title, and then they have a Khabib Connor title fight again? Fuck, that's tough. I could see Connor calling out Khabib instead of Tony, because he wants that revenge. He he's made him known he wants a revenge over a belt. Because that's one of my favorite quotes from this fight was blood will be spilled but it will not be bad blood which i really blood, like yeah. that that's one of the coolest so fighting much quotes respect of all, from those all two, time man. uh there is not the same good <laughs> intentions between connor and khabib no someone like get firebombed yeah yeah it's getting ill bro <laughs> artem lobov steps in with a machete and takes fucking his dickhead teammates heads off the the worst the worst one of <laughs> I was the all too violent sorry I, I was on i was on reddit last night and i was just reminded of this but it was just a uh, a capture of all of the tweets that Connor and Khabib had sent to oh, each wow. other, and there was the one where he's like, 
it, the tweet just says, your wife is literally a towel mate. And that's all he said. <laughs> and it was a picture of Khabib at his wedding. And of course, just due to their religion, his wife had a large veil over her head. And uh, Connor like really did deserve to get his ass kicked the last fight with throwing the dolly through the window, talking shit about the country and about the religion. And it'd be interesting to see if they do decide to fight again, what the lead up looks like, because you know, we we've seen like one good month of Connor where he's been a good boy for one month. Yeah. I don't think that maybe would stick two, around. maybe I, two. I, I don't, don't think that sticks around if yeah. he fights Nurmagomedov again. He's eating clean, not doing cocaine and not pounding whiskey right now. So that's a positive for his fight career. The antics, it's not a positive really for that, but... Uh... Speaking of antics... <laughs> yes, sub-antics. Did you catch that he called out my boy, calling him the presidential goat? D-Trump? <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. That was tight. What did he say, one bad man to another? Yeah, something to that effect. Something to that effect, anyways, yeah. He's, yeah, he called him the goat president. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, we got Dana White, <laughs> Connor, Tom Brady, all repping D-Trump. That's fucking stupid. You guys are so out to lunch. Right USA. Your USA. USA. Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Right now, is much better. So even though, sorry to get off topic, but uh, even though... We're getting off. Let's go, baby. They're going under the articles of impeachment right now with the Senate... Uh, Donald Trump is still the Vegas betting favorite to win the next election. He will. Oh, he's going to win. Yeah. Who's number two? Bernie? Bernie's number two right now. Is Joe he? Biden's three. Yeah. I would feel like at this point, Biden's should be moving up into second. Have you watched any of Biden's like debate <laughs> clips or anything? No, I haven't. He's but borderline I, senile. I do is know, he that bad? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know if we want to get like deep into politics or anything, but I do know that the last Democratic debate that they had basically... CNN set it up as a fucking frame job against Bernie. So now the two progressives that are running for the Democratic nomination are now fighting each other. And so all they're doing is strengthening Biden's base because there's nobody. The only other one that maybe could really pull it off is Andrew Yang. And nobody, I mean, now that he has Dave Chappelle's endorsement, that's pretty dope. (laughs) But he was on uh, Rogan too. That might help him out a little bit. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. He, He seems like a pretty reasonable dude. I, it's going to be Biden, and it's going to be Trump. Trump's going to win. It would be really cool, though. He's going to win the landslide, too, isn't he? If they somehow were able to do a trial by combat instead of voting. So if oh, it was yeah. Biden and Trump, because, I mean, remember, Biden said he'd like to knock him out. Yeah, you're It'd right. It would be really cool if we could do, like, a celebrity death Biden's match 93. Biden oh, sorry, would, sorry, Bernie, sorry. Biden would knock Trump out. You know how many steroids yeah. and Russian gas Trump would be on? He'd fucking destroy him. He'd have Conor McGregor training him. That wouldn't help. He would land a devastating left hand. <laughs> and uh, Dana White at his hip. He'd probably pull out some pocket sand. <laughs> pocket sand. Okay, hypothetically, boys, your number one fight in the world you ever want to see, alive or dead. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's I got to prepare for that question. I would really like to see uh, a mm. peak GSP and a peak Connor. I think that no, would no, be No, no, I mean any celebrity, anyone. Oh. Not oh, a fighter. Oh, oh. oh if, you can pick fighters as well, but... I don't think you would, because I know you. America. Fuck yeah. I'd like to see Suge Knight versus Kimbo Slice. (laughs) That's my fucking pound for pound banger right there. Because Kimbo ain't fucking backpedaling. R.I.P., baby. Well, R.I.P. to Suge. You can't come out of fucking jail. You fucking pussy. I have to think about this. Let me rephrase that, fellas. What do you think is the most highest demand, most pay-per-view buys in world combat history? Can you rephrase the question? <laughs> what two what two men? Okay, cut that all out, please. All right, what's the question, Jeff? What do you fellas think would demand the most pay-per-view buys in a fight in the world, alive or dead? It has to be a real person, like it couldn't be Darth Vader versus I think it has to be a real person. Yes. So it, it could not be, be Godzilla. It could be James Earl Jones though. Totally. Okay. Um demanding the most buys. Are there weapons involved? Or are we talking no hand to hand in a cage? US, UFC rules in the octagon. I think it would be Tom Cruise and Justin Bieber. Like I think it would actually be. It might be the best fight. I'm not sure about the best fight. Most pay per view buys could be that though. Although it would be really cool to see AB in the ring. AB, that would be fuck. I'd love to see him get fucking dummied. I think I'd go with. Uh... John Lennon and uh, Adolf Hitler. Oh, wow. Yep. 
Oh. I have. Uh, that would be tight. That would be huge. Yeah, that would be big a really buy. big. Well, actually, sorry. Now that you say it, I would like to see Jesus. Oh, he's and not. He's not Judas? Real. Stalin. Oh, wow. You got me around that path of the. I got. Uh, I got the Rock the and Kim Jong Un. Oh, that would be a bloodbath. That'd be a pay per view buy. I feel like Kim Jong Il would be a better fighter though. Oh, maybe he'd jump in out of the octagon from the dead and stab Rock in the neck. <laughs> That'd be so hairy. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Do you think... Sorry, I know we're getting so off the rails right now. (laughs) Do you think that if The Rock fought Lesnar, like a real fight, that it would be like he would even stand a remote chance? No. Brock's had too much training. He's too good to rest. A real wrestler, he'd take him down and fucking slam his elbows in his skull. Mm. The Rock is fucking dope. Don't get me wrong. Uh, in a fantasy fight, The Rock would win. In a real mixed martial arts fight, Brock Lesnar would fucking destroy The Rock. Okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. Well, any other MMA news or things you wanted to talk about, fantasy or otherwise? Uh, no, they also announced Yoel Romero versus your boy Israel <laughs> Israel Arasanye, uh for the middleweight title to headline UFC 248 in March. That's a really good fight. It's going to be a banger yeah. of a scrap, man. Like me and you were talking about on Saturday night. No one wants to fight Yoel Romero. Not one no. person signs up. Dana goes, Israel wants to fight Yoel Romero. He's yeah. getting the fight. Much respect. Uh, much respect for me as well. It's going to be a fantastic scrap. <sighs> Who am I picking? I don't have a fucking clue. That's a fantastic tilt. I'm riding with my boy, Stylebender. Is he? Yes. I think that he's the future of the sport. I think he's the closest to John Jones we've seen. And I just hope that his trajectory continues to the top because... He's electric to watch. He's amazing. Yeah. That being said, we agree on nothing. I'll take you, Romero. Second round, TKO. That's what makes this fun, right? Let's go, baby. Let's take a nice pivot step into the NBA. I prefer a Euro step. Did you like that? That was good. Yeah. Uh, I just want to be a homer for a minute and lead with the fact that my Boston (laughs) Celtics obliterated the sorry Los Angeles Lakers last night. It was a 30-point blowout. Very nice to see. Up until this point, Kemba Walker was 0 for 28 against LeBron James. You suck on that weekend dunk podcast. Now he's 1 for 28. Wow. Suck my horn weekend dunk. <laughs> uh, nice but we horn. saw a really, really great game from my boy Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, Gordon Hayward, Ennis Cantor. The whole starting five came to Cantor's play. my dude. And this was coming off of a game, which was nutty as well, where Marcus Smart hit 11 three-pointers and they lost the game. He well, set, they lost that one. Yes, he set the franchise record for three-pointers, shooting more than Larry Bird or Ray Allen, two of the best shooters of all time, yes. ever did. And did it in a losing effort to the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> but let's focus on the good. Jeffrey, I know you only watched the highlights. Yes, but you I did. didn't watch the game itself. Yep. Do you think this Celtics team, if they're playing like that, can make a serious case for themselves in the Eastern Conference? I think they look fantastic. I think they're the second-best team in the East. Um I know you. I know you disagree with me. That's very fair. I think Milwaukee Bucks have a step on them. I like, don't think they're better than the Bucks right now. I yeah, you think the number two is I think sufficient? Yeah, yeah. I think the Toronto's number three is sufficient. Sixers at four. That's where I kind of I sit. Boston looks fantastic. They played like that in a seven game series. Holy fuck! Give them the title now. They look fantastic, man. I was really impressed by that uh, that score. I was almost gonna bet on the Lakers, and I didn't actually. So thank fuck. Yes. Uh, Kemba got that 1-28, and 28, baby. It's all uphill from here, though. Who cares? It could be fucking 7 for 28 soon enough. Yeah, exactly. Let's Especially in the finals. Pick away, baby. <laughs> uh, last night, we also saw the Power Man's Portland Trailblazers <sighs> come blazing back Dame. against the Golden State Warriors. It hasn't, it hasn't been a great season so far, but what a game. Yes. Uh, Damian Lillard, I think, finished with 61 points. He's the only player in NBA history to be six foot one and have two sixty point games. No shit. That's nice factoid, bud. That's a stupid stat. Like that's that's yeah. a nothing stat. It's like <laughs> he's the only person to ever score over forty points on a Wednesday night three different times. It's like fuck off, whatever. Six foot one black and raps. Only player <laughs> to sixty one points. Yes. Uh Powerman, you got to catch the highlights. Uh what did you think of the team's effort there? I thought it was satisfactory. No, I thought it was beyond satisfactory. It looked great. They looked great. Um, I was reading a thing today where the mayor of Portland wants to make a Dame, a Dame Day, which oh, I'm, shit. I'm all about. I think that's great. Just can't be yesterday because it's Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, sir, that day's already up. taken. They might have to pick Who did more for the Trailer Blazers? 
you're right. No, I am Very right. Fair point. Yeah, you're who right, did more for right, the city of Portland? Right. Let's go, baby. Uh, Dame's here, sixty-one points. Um, you could tell that Steph on the sideline was just itching to get back into the game. He was pacing like a madman, staring down his teammates. I feel really badly for the Warriors right now. I don't think they've gotten a double-digit wins yet. They're still no. stuck at nine wow. wins on the season. You got Steph Curry, Clay Thompson out. Kevin Durant, bye-bye, see ya. Um, Wouldn't it be funny if they got like a lottery draft pick this year? They fucking might. And then, Because I think they're last in the league right now. Or second, yeah, they're 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 bottom they're down three. There. They're bottom yeah. three. They, well, I never thought of that. They, they actually fucking might. Yeah, they're gonna get a high pick regardless. Yeah, could um, be just just uh, adding fuel to the fire. They'll be top three in the West next year. I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. One other thing I wanted to talk about basketball wise, I know there's a couple things you guys want to chat about, but a little bit. Uh, that stupid motherfucker Kyrie Irving had to put his <sighs> dick in his mouth again this He's week. Such a fucking asshat. He said after they got blown out at home in a game that he was playing in after missing the last five games with a sore knee. Oh, my puss puss hurts. He said, Suck my wrench. You, you can definitely trick. tell we need some more help in here. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, Kevin Durant's injured right now, fuckhead. You left the Boston Celtics because you didn't think that they were going to be able to get it done. Yet when you were injured, they made it to the conference finals the year before. This guy is an absolute nutcase. Riddle me that. They're better when you're gone. Yes. It, and you're arguably one of the best players in the league. This guy's the worst teammate, the worst leader. Yes. And quite honestly, like he was one of my favorite players. Now, I think he's an absolute joke. He seems like a shitbag human being. And it was so funny. After, they, they're like, do you want to clarify your comments? He's like, well, I'm obviously not an asshole. And it's like <laughs> everyone on Twitter is like, yes, you are, Kyrie. You it's are pretty, a fucking asshole. Pretty obvious, I think. Yeah. So I just wanted to sprinkle some dirt on Kyrie for a bit because yeah, I, I would uh, much rather have Kemba Walker playing 75 games a year than 55 games of Kyrie Irving, I'll tell you that much. And cr- blaming everyone else for the issues when he misses and Duncan doesn't hit the game-winning shot. It's obviously working for you right now. Yes. Yeah, low shit. Um, NBA veteran, one of the best shooters in NBA history, Chandler Parsons, gotten a little accident on the, on the weekend, I think it was. Um, he was hit by a drunk driver. Oh, fuck. Um, he may never play basketball ever again, actually. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's his knee. I didn't really read. I couldn't really find much more information than that. But, yeah, I read it was career-threatening Yeah, career-threatening. And uh, the guy makes it roughly $20 million a year. So uh, I'm assuming he's demanding over $150 million in uh, legal payout. Payout, settlement. I guess. We're looking for a settlement. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, so that's a uh, big news. It's not life-threatening. It's career-ending. So I'm, I'm guessing my, his knee or his ankle. Probably. I, it was a it was a drunk driver that hit yeah, him, right? Yeah, the guy got arrested for DUI, um, taken Ch- out. Chandler Parsons is a really cool guy. He hasn't necessarily been an efficient player or no. a rotation player in past years. He's one of those guys that when the uh, salary cap went way up, he signed a massive ticket and then just didn't have to play. No, he was this, this, like this. You know that everyone gets the props for the sixth man? He was like the seventh or eighth man. He comes in there, you know, when they need a three-point shooting. He's a fantastic shooter. Not the best ball skills in the NBA, but uh, but seems like, a, seems like a great guy. Yeah, really, really sad. Not to see Kyrie Irving. Co- yeah, exactly. Really sad to see somebody's career end not on their own terms, right? You'd it hope that ending soon, that, anyways. But yeah, exactly. But that at least he could f- wilt away, and secure a of, bag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that sucks. Speaking of sad, uh, I don't really know anything Brennan about sad? this player. Brandon Sod? Is yeah. That what you, yeah, no, we're not talking about him right that now. That is sad, though. That was good, hey? We're not into the NHL yet, and I'll, I'll have enough Blackhawks shit to fill she up a couple miserable. minutes. <laughs> All right, never mind. Fuck it. No, no, come no, on. No, I apologize. What do you got, on, buddy? What do you got, uh, brother? What do you got, baby? You guys see this video on Instagram of uh, former NBA player Delonte West? Jesus, K. That's no, no jokes. Sir. Yeah, that speaking was... of sad. Yeah, no jokes. That was... Uh, what would you what would you describe the state he was in? Confused. Yeah, I don't know. I I read somewhere that he was diagnosed with bipolar, and it looks to me like he's, if not living on the street, spending at least a great deal of time there. Yeah. Uh, so just he kinda, doesn't look healthy. He looked no. quite confused. He was talking with police. Long beard. Uh, for guys that don't know, Delonte West played in the NBA for years. Uh, Miami Heat, LA Clippers, Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland Cavaliers probably made. I don't. I'm just guessing. Top of my head, he, he, I know he made. I guarantee he made over twenty million dollars his NBA career. Could be close to eighty million dollars. I have no idea. Delonte West, of course, best known for allegedly 
having sex with Gloria James, LeBron James. I never heard about this until you mentioned this in the chat last night. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is the worst kept secret in the NBA, but while they were teammates in Cleveland, the story goes that Delonte banged LeBron's mom. And then LeBron forced Cleveland to trade him away. And very soon after that, he wasn't able to renew a contract, even though he was a better player than a lot of players in the league. So The, The curse of LeBron. A lot of people think that he was essentially blackballed from the NBA for blackballing LeBron's mom. <laughs> yeah, LeBron has a lot of power. You can't dick down an NBA star's yeah, no mom. Shit. You know what? That's tough. Now, we're not saying that he deserves to be on the streets. No, 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 no. We're in a confused situation. He made millions of dollars <clears throat> as well. But this is another reason why I hate LeBron. Look what he's done to Delonte West. All you Le- did this, LeBron. All LeBron's fault. And Trump's uh, America, no less. Yes. I jo- thought this was America. Jokes mm-hmm. aside... Um, Hope Delonte West can get it, get help. Absolutely, figure out his. I don't want to say figure out his shit because I think he's has more problems than he can help himself with. So, hopefully, he can get some help and we get back on his feet. Um, it was odd seeing a guy, you know, make that much money. Seen him on TV for years, and then uh, see him in the gutter, no less. It also goes to show how powerful mental health issues can be when you can go out and make that kind of money and still end up in a position like that. Yeah. There's no help for us then. Or how quickly you can burn through money, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that all of us sitting on this couch would be like, if I had $20 million, my life would be made. But all of a sudden, when you have $20 million, your problems get bigger and your issues get larger and your your expenses get higher. Yeah. So So that was tough to watch. Prayers up to uh, Delonte. Delonte West. Anything else on the NBA circuit, boys? Uh, big game for the Pelicans tomorrow night. Ooh. Zion Williams makes his NBA debut. Ooh. Uh, the dunk machine, the Duke number one overall pick in the NBA draft, um, was out for the past, what, I guess two months there, Benzo? Yeah, the, uh, he hasn't played a game yet this season. So. I'm not sure. It's a knee injury, I believe. I'm not yep. sure exactly what it was. But, uh, yeah, two months off. NBA's highest draft pick. Uh, showtime tomorrow night. Dunk City, baby. Zion's back. Uh, big game. They already said he'll be on a minute count, but the uh, Pelicans have been playing really well lately. Uh, Brandon Ingram's been playing like an all-star. Lonzo Ball's nutty. been playing pretty well. So, I mean, this is a team that could get hot and potentially make the playoffs be a, a 7 or an 8 seed. Oh, man. Maybe Zion plays decent. They, they get a decent draft pick again next year. That could be, you know, the next two to three years. They'll do some damage, I think. I think so, too. I really hope that Zion can stay healthy. Because he's gotten injured now in college, he's gotten injured in the NBA, and he's only been in it for a couple of months. So, yeah. yeah, it'd be hopefully he just stays healthy, and we can continue to see his electricity Ooh, on the hardwood. Baby, big game tomorrow night. Tune in. I will be. Time to kick over to our NHL correspondent, or as you call it, Chell, Joshua Powerman, sixty nine hundred. <laughs> What's up, Josh? Talk to us about hockey. It has been a very large week in the in the world of the NHL. First of all, the day after we recorded the pod, Gerard Gallant was fucking fired by the Vegas Golden Knights. Terrible, terrible decision. Not only was he fired, but immediately after that, Pete DeBoer was announced as the replacement head coach. A man that Gerard Gallant actually fucking hates. Yeah. So disrespectful. Fucking ridiculous. After losing four games, it's not a good look. It's one of those things where, like, <laughs> there couldn't be anybody worse to take over the team if you're Gerard Gallant. But what are you thinking when you when this guy in your inaugural season leads you to the Stanley Cup final? You lose in a controversial game in the in the first round of the playoffs the second year. So you made the playoffs twice out of your first two years. You're now slightly out of a playoff spot, but heating up. Uh, admittedly on a four-game slide, but you're no slouch. And yeah. your team loves playing for you. Your team loves you. I, the, the real question is, whose wife did he fuck? <laughs> Why do you get Ger- booted like that? Gerard's not that kind of guy. Yeah, he might be. I don't know, man. He looks like a bit Why of a do you get fired for that? No, uh, you're not mind-blown? Like This makes no sense It's twice all. in a row now, too. Snakes, so there's a couple reasons for this. Now, I'm not going to say that this was the right decision, but here's what I see. This offseason, Kelly McCrimmon took over as the GM of the Vegas Golden Knights. He took over from George McPhee, who is now the president of hockey operations. He's upstairs. McCrimmon's guy is Peter DeBoer. McCrimmon likes Peter DeBoer. He wants Peter DeBoer as their coach. He didn't choose Gerard Gallant. 
One thing that Glant is really well known for is that it's his way or the highway, Mm -hmm. both in terms of how he coaches and the personnel. Now, I would say that the Vegas Golden Knights have a top three talented roster in the entire NHL. Agreed. I don't think you could show me five teams that have better rosters than the Knights. Maybe two or three. like Maybe the Lightning and maybe the Capitals. But I don't think even Pittsburgh, you take those two centers out of it. I don't think that they have a better roster, right? Also, people playing up to their potential. Because you look at a team like Dallas where... They have an yeah. electric roster, but they, yeah. I mean, they're actually looking pretty good right now. But I still would say that Vegas, top to bottom, has a better looking team. Right. Vegas so should get a little leeway from time to time in life, too. Playing in Vegas, leading Vegas, you're obviously getting fucking blasted and banging hookers and doing coke. Like, <laughs> well, you're going to be hung over from day to day. Well, that's, Let's you don't be fucking leeway, real, man. That, you, you don't get leeway for that. You should. <laughs> I don't think so. You should, Occ- you know occupational what? It should be like, golf. It should be a handicap. The Vegas Golden Knights should get fucking a plus two in every fucking preseason. You're not right. You're not They wrong, should be spotted right? two games. I guess that the How other you deal thing with that pressure? we have to look at and uh, talk about is that he hasn't really done anything to change the team. Like when they're going on a four-game losing streak, he's still playing William Carlson on their first line and he's still... Sorry, go ahead. Well, the reason that there's not much being changed is I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but they're analytics look incredible. They're like a top three team in the league right now, and it's just not going in. And you know what they're not getting is goaltending. Right, but Flurry I don't... has not looked good since uh, the end of November. I don't think that the analytics thing you can really use as an argument. And the no? reason why I say that is because from what I've read and from my research, mm-hmm. Gerard Glant is not an analytics guy. So he's not directly influencing these analytics in terms of being like, oh, we're getting lots of scoring chances, so we're going to keep these lines the same. He hasn't mixed it up at all, right? Like, yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. But are we almost over-exaggerating on a four-game losing streak? I know it's not good, but four games is not a seven-game losing streak. No, four exactly. Game, four that's, games happens all the time. Right, and that's, that's why I'm saying, saying there's, there's multiple deal. things that are leading to it. I didn't I know about the McCrimmon-DeBoer um, connection. Right, and I think that the the worry was that Peter DeBoer was going to get hired by another team. Although, hey, NHL, just so you guys know, there's more than 36 coaches yeah. that coach hockey. No, no, there you isn't. Don't, you don't need to hire a guy that continually loses everywhere he goes. I think there's 32. That's it. <laughs> That's all they have. Having said that, I would happily see Colleton demoted to assistant coach and hire Gallant in Chicago right now, please. Well, but it's going to be the same thing. I mean, he, he's going to spark your team for maybe a year, year and a half. You're going to be your, your old core is going to get a year older. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you make it in as an eight seed and then you get bounced in the first round. Like, I don't know. Do you think that Gerard Gallant would have a large enough impact on the roster that the Blackhawks have to get them over the proverbial hump? I think based on his experience and what he's shown to do with teams, he brought the Florida Panthers at a time when nobody even knew that they had a team, basically. Uh, he brought them to a divisional title. Like, uh, and then got fired the year after that. Like, I don't I don't know what is going on with him, but... Like I said... Like he, he makes teams great. Right. They so, love playing for This him. is what I'm saying, is there has to be an issue with his way of coaching. Like, it wouldn't happen to two franchises in a row like that unless there was something with the way that he actually coaches that unless there's the coincidental managers. thing like what happened with the McCrimmon DeBoer like you're saying right i mean if that's the biggest reason that that's happening cuz four games is nothing that you're going to use fire to fire coach a coach for. i don't know i yeah i don't know There's anyway behind but the it's scenes. Not, so it's not it just, just four it was games, surprising though. it's the fact that they have such a talented roster and they're outside of the playoff window that's not, sure. that's not a four game sure, you're right. reaction yeah yeah I mean, yeah. they just happen to lose four games amidst this terrible yeah. stretch that they're on. That's a fair point. You think yeah. they're just trying to be trendy and fire a coach like everyone else? Is yeah, that? probably. Like, this will get the boys going for two <laughs> yeah. games. Yeah, everyone else is getting canned. Fuck but it. imagine being in that locker room and all of a sudden Peter DeBoer walks in. He's your head coach. This is the same guy that <laughs> your previous head coach called a clown. A guy that outright uh, talked shit about your players in the media. Like, I would not be responding well to that if I was a... Uh, a member of the Vegas Knights. Absolutely sure, not. I'm but sure Revo's very happy. Yeah. Do you see him? Do you see him uh, on the bench doing smelling salts to try and ingratiate himself with the boys? Yeah, cool. I'm. I'm not a regular coach. I'm a cool coach. Also, fuck off, Jeff. Fuck thank you. Revo doesn't matter. Like he plays no part in <laughs> no. the success of the team. Uh, big so picture. his opinion on the coach doesn't matter. Big locker room. Big guy. picture, man. Big picture, Revo. Yeah. A uh, minute twenty-seven per game. 
two to four shifts per game. Yeah. Dummies anyone in the NHL. Um, now, speaking of the Knights, I did absolutely hammer them money line tonight because I was like, new coach. This is going to be a big game for them playing in Boston. Oh, you're on the RA new coach thing, eh? And they lost. <laughs> <laughs> lost me a couple bones right off the bat. To the Brew Crew. Yes. Thank um, you, you're a slap hawk for the win in that tonight. Yes. And six points. What else Fuck do you got to There's some good NHL stuff that's going on right now. Uh, why don't we kick it over to uh, Alexander Ovechkin? Did he have back-to-back hat tricks last week? I think that's what you were saying. No, I, I think you were just drunk and fucked up. I can't confirm or deny that, but I do know... <laughs> <laughs> that he got something like nine goals in three or four games. I know for a fact that it's his 15th straight season with 30 goal plus in the NHL. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure he's the first man. No, that's incorrect. I made that shit up. Uh, don't quote me there. But yeah, Ovi. It's, it's incredible. Ovi, 15 straight years with 30 plus biscuits. 15? 15, yeah. bruh. That's nuts. That's beautiful, eh? It's fucked up. Um, so... He moved into 10th all-time in goals, right? He's tied for 9th right now. He moved past Lemieux for 10th all-time. Captain Mario. So do we think that he's going to be able to catch Wayne Gretzky? Like, he's, I think he's, he's it, on pace to do it if he can play six or seven more good years. By the end of this season, he's probably moved into 8th, maybe 7th. I can't remember exactly what the totals are, but I'm I'm almost positive he's going to pass Stevie Y. He's only like two goals away or I think something. He's tickling Brett Hall's horn too. Yeah, right behind him. Shit's coming. Um, Good for him. What a career. I don't think he'll do it, but I think he'll be number two of all time. You think so? Yes. Gonna get very close, but no for Ovi. Don't you think that if he is that close to the record, that he'll just continue playing until? I mean, like, why <laughs> wouldn't he you break it? Right? Like, yeah. What What's a shitty Ovi get you? Twenty five goals a year. Yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Shit, 20? So even if he gets, like, he's going to get close to 50 this year, he'll get, let's let's even just pencil him in for 40 the next two years, yeah. right? Yeah. Then he'll only need, like, four more seasons of 30 goals. Fuck. How, what's his, what hell is he? He's 33? 86. So 33, yeah, I'm 87, 32, 33, five years, make him 38. What, yeah? Man, he can play till he's 40. He could Easily. And... He's the kind of guy, he's big and physical, like, he's not a slow skater. Even if he slows down a bit, you can still park him in front of the net on the power play and absolutely bank pucks off of his shins for... You think he's got three after this year? I think he's going to get 50 this year. I think he's got three 36-plus goal years after this, too. Or an average of that, anyways. I think it's fair to say that Ovechkin will at least come very close to the goal record. Oh, I'd say so, for sure. Um, my boy Artemi Panarin had a massive week last week. I think he got me close to 80 fantasy points, which is 80? almost a quarter of my total fantasy points from last week. I miss Easy. him so much. And, uh, guess what? I lost my matchup by 1.5 points. No, oh. you didn't. Which, uh, also just sucks because I left Nicholas Backstrom on the bench Saturday morning and he got four points. So that was the difference between me winning my matchup or losing it. For a guy that has his phone on him all the time, you're really dropping the fucking bucket there, bud. Well, sorry I'm busy doing this, that, fucking fantasy basketball, <laughs> fantasy hockey, organizing our lives, running the half cocked football league, which has been over for three weeks. <laughs> Drink at the pub. Drink at the pub. Yeah. Working. There's some work in there, yeah. yeah. There's some work in there. That happens, yeah. Um, your boy, fucking Dougie Hamilton, the Carolina Hurricanes. I feel like you just say your boy to everybody. Oh. Dougie Hamilton is definitely not my boy. I don't think he's Power Man's boy either. It's not my fucking boy. Well, today's your boy. No, he's not. Maybe he's your boy. I'm a Freddie Hamilton guy. I am also a Freddie <laughs> Hamilton guy. Really? Former Worcester Shark. I like Todd Hamilton. San Jose Barracuda. Okay, sorry. Okay, he's no one's boy. No one likes Carolina. No one gives a fuck about him, really. Um, we do. I do like Tavo. With heart, we do. Um, the man fractures tibula. He's done for the year. Looking fantastic in Carolina. Sorry, which bone did he fracture? Fibula. Viltari fibula. Okay. I thought you <laughs> nice said tibula, pull. which is definitely not a bone. No, I did um, not. Thanks, Dick. I'd make him look like an idiot, though. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's a, a huge loss for Carolina. He's obviously their number one defenseman, especially since Falk has been gone. He eats a huge number of minutes, and he's also very good offensively and on the power play. So they're going to miss him, no doubt. Especially for a team that just re-added Justin Williams and is trying to make a surge towards the playoffs. No pun intended. Surge of um, for you. I think that it's a huge blow for them. 
Agreed. Sorry, I got distracted because uh, we got an empty net right now. Fuck off. Uh, Okay, boys. Any final NHL thoughts? My team is just uh, absolutely the worst and on the absolute shit list. So let's go, baby. They just scored. Holy fuck. Patrick Kane was his with game. his still down a goal. Patrick Kane thanks, with his one thousand and first point. Oh my! Which goodness. brings me to my next point. One. <laughs> Continue, John. Woo! One thousand points for a young Patrick Kane, thirty-one years old. Uh, oh fuck! That was nice. Congratulations. Uh, really happy for the guy. Tonight was also the night that they welcomed Coach Q back to the United Center, and that was a very emotional ceremony. I think today was also the day that Jonathan Taves and Duncan Keith dropped the mitts in practice. They sure did. It's always what you want to see from your captain and your alternate captain. You know what? I'm a I'm about it. It shows that they actually care. They're I don't know. They're mad about something. I would be mad if my. Never mind. I would Go be ahead. mad if I if if I was paying Jonathan Taves that much money too. I'd you know what? Try to fight him for a little bit of his purse. Currently, uh, Taves and Kane actually have the team on their fucking back, along with uh, Kubalik. So. They're doing what they need to do. They're only three points out of a playoff spot. Soon to be probably more than Five. that. But Speaking fucking... about playoff spots, the Vancouver Canucks leading the Pacific of 58 points right now. Number one in the division. Three games in hand. Uh, no, three games out of hand, actually, over Phoenix. They have three more games played than us. Thank you. I thought Phoenix has three games nope, in hand. No, you're incorrect once again. Thank you very much. Well, though. once again, I mean, trying to you, trying to bury me again, and you, you can barely you, remember your name most nights that we're recording. Well, I got the facts right, and you got them wrong, so it makes you a dum dum uh, again. You're for right. The second time in a row. Nice little notepad, Chief. Chief. Thanks. Patrick Kane was also the tenth American oh, born still- player to do. I, I just wanted. To, I mean, I don't know. Somebody jumped in with the Call fucking Canucks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Anyway, he's no, that's me. it. It doesn't matter. Fuck that off. Was me. Go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> Cut you off to the I'm time where I need. I don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, I know. That's a lie. Well, I'm about to lose the bet that I made on this fucking game. There's a minute 15 left. Pause, pause it right now. Let's watch no. this. I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, that was unfortunate. <laughs> uh, we paused the podcast to watch the Panthers beat the Blackhawks. So I won some money. It's Carman the best money. way for me to lose that game because it's my second favorite team. So uh, it doesn't hurt that much less, but... There you go. Takes it's like a, Jeff with the Seahawks jersey. It takes a... Uh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> what, what what jersey are you buying this weekend in that group chat I read? What are you talking about? Oh, I, uh, I knew I should have screenshotted anyway, it. Anyway, that brings a five-game uh, win streak to an end for the Hawks. However, yeah. it continues the Panthers' win streak to six games. So, <laughs> so good for them. Winner, winner over guess, here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Coach Cuge can't do anything but win when he's in the United Center. <laughs> yes! Hedging your spin zone, hedging baby. your favorite teams. <laughs> Love hedging that. At least I didn't wear my Panthers hat with this fucking jersey. That's true. That would be a step too far. Yeah, I can't cross those sauces. That'd be like fucking lame, man. <laughs> Jesus That'd be Christ. Like, dumb. <laughs> okay, chief. Okay. Uh, final thing I wanted to talk about. You guys can obviously please jump in, talk about whatever you want to. Uh, curb your enthusiasm. Returned for its tenth season. Fuck yes. How long's the layoff been? Uh, uh, two years. Two years since the last, and then it was three years before. Oh the shit! Other yeah, uh, but this is a show that, guys, if you haven't watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, this is a show that is relentlessly funny. It's the type of show that you are crying, laughing almost every single time, and uh, <laughs> the first episode of the tenth season is no exception to that. No, it was incredible. There was some great Trump jokes. There is <laughs> some just some peak Larry David. Very nice Me Too movement. Yes. Oh really? Some Weinstein. So uh, if uh, you guys are looking for a new show to tackle. Jump on Crave TV or HBO and and watch uh, oh, Kirby Enthusiasm. I am man. I'll actually watch tonight. It's it, it's back it. with a bang. Like it, it's a little more fast paced than it usually is, and like they covered a lot of ground. But I think they've set it up for a, much hilarity yes. coming down the pipe. Uh, speaking of TV shows, there's also this. this... Speaking of pipes, that's all I got. Why do you look at oh. me? <laughs> I thought you had a kill story or something. No, no. Why? Well, okay. Never mind. Uh, other TV shows, Mythic Quest, the new show from Rob McElhaney, is coming to Apple TV. What's he from? In the Sorry, next couple months. He's from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, okay, okay. Created that show. He plays Mac. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Have you seen the trailers for this yet? No, but I'm never going to get Apple TV, so it's just 
Yeah. Well, you can, <laughs> you can illegally torrent it. Oh, interesting. Nice I, illegal I shit. You, cool. But I have to charge. Uh, this show looks very funny. It's about basically a game developer studio where he's the like maniacal head of the studio. That's sick. Um, and it it seems to be very funny. I think it's called Mythic Quest colon Raven's Banquet. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Which makes me feel like there's going to be a couple different Mythic Quest. Uh, maybe each season will have its own subtitle. Maybe there will be like a Fight Milk crossover too. Ooh, um, Cerrone. Did I see that uh, Did I see that David Hornsby is also working on that show? Yes. Tight. And... Um, uh what's the guy's name uh fuck um danny danny putty the guy that plays oh yeah abed on community is also in it beauty so yeah it's got a pretty good cast and looks like it's pretty funny so i'm excited for that one too awesome do you guys didn't happen to see the preview um fuck i don't know what it's called it was mark Wahlberg, donald cowboy cerrone and post malone in a yes yes it's that new netflix fuck, i met a taxi last night yeah Any i saw what's the, called? i saw the trailer for that no i can here give me one second I, I... what does post play uh, he looked like an inmate. So all, all, all the little video I saw was him yeah. sitting down with Cowboy and uh, Wolpert just kind of chatting. I only saw about five to seven seconds. So, I mean, there's really only so many uh, roles you can get with face tattoos, I suppose. Yeah, well, he's obviously a fucking inmate. Let's be real here. <laughs> uh, it's called Spencer Confidential. Yes, and uh, apparently Cowboy was acting in it well. He was training for the McGregor fight. So, uh, you know. Cowboys got a little. Uh... That seems pretty close to the fight. Yeah, really? no, I just made that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's Peter Berg, and if you guys know Peter Berg or don't know Peter Berg, he did Friday Night Lights. He oh did shit! Patriots Day. Um, he's done a, a couple really. Oh, good it's movies. gonna be a heavy, fucking fantastic yeah, show. I assume it'll be good. Is it a movie or a series? It's or? a movie. Oh, it is. Okay. Is it out? Did you say? Uh, no. Sorry, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that part. Do you, yeah. You're the one talking about yeah, this. Yeah, I brought it up. I know nothing about it. I just saw the fucking five-second flip. Cool, cover me on everything here. Fuck, bud. Sorry I buried you there, buddy. Parman, anything else you want me to Google before we uh, head out for the night? No, I think I'm good. This weekend, I'm going up to a cabin in Seanigan. What? Uh, it's going to be pretty dope. Are you going to Horn Lake? <laughs> Can I come? Is that is that a... Can I come? Oh, no, isn't that... Oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm, I'm all confused now. Uh, no, it's not. That's where they have the caves, isn't it? Are you going to Lake Placid? I do where like Lake Placid was filmed. Ice Cube will be there. Yeah, wait, was be it, a gator was it filmed to bite your dick? Yes, it was. I heard twenty-seven percent. I was told a lot of the film. That's up, pretty cool. Up to a third of the film was. Then, there. then yes, I am going to a third of Lake Placid. Wow. Uh, but what are you doing there? Just um, to... just probably gonna... fishing for gators. Yes. Dope. That's it. Why aren't we invited? Why aren't we invited? Uh, it's like a friends miss get together with the indoor kids. Um, do you, okay. Thanks. I know your indoor friends don't listen to this podcast cause they would have no interest in it. I him, think but... actually Pete might. Oh, well he's. Shout out to Pete. Yeah, Pete's. He's the most outdoor indoor kid friend No I shout have. out to Pete. I'm revoking the shout out. You don't like uh, Pete? I love Pete. What does it like? like From a distance. Um, no, he's my buddy. Through a barrel but of a sniper rifle. Do you think that if you... Ha- Let's say that you had a big birthday bash. Dick. And you rented out a cabin. And you invited all of the indoor kids. And then you invited me and Jeff. How long do you think it would take until one of them like complained to you about us? Or, Killed or us. Or just like left the cabin because they were so sick of us? I think it would probably take... Three minutes? Three hours, um, <laughs> because they're really nice people. Right. I think it would take three hours for someone to leave. Probably get a complaint <laughs> uh, within an hour, hour and a half. Would me or Colby high on drugs? Because I'm way more annoying when I'm high on drugs. Well, that's up drugs, to you, so but um, it would be... Probably then. I think actually, like, usually they can handle Cole. Cole is... is reasonably good at, like, navigating those scenarios. You've been around my indoor friends before, but... Jeff is just a different animal. They're not used to people like you. What am I like? I don't know. Just some of the words that you use are, are not accepted. In that these are circle. these are soft folk. I'm I'm like the hardest of them. Imagine that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I love them, and I'm looking forward That's to spending shit a weekend soft. with them. I think we have an idea for a new film. It's like Cabin in the Woods, but there's That's no a dope movie. There, there's no external threat. It's just an internal threat of Jeff being locked up with all of your indoor friends. <laughs> oh my I god! I just see which one of them leaves. I guarantee I'd win that fucking game every time. I'm oh a, yeah, yes. Like I am can be fucking very annoying. If you I know. Noticed. Yeah. Very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Would there be drinks involved? Absolutely. Oh, I'd win in the first hour and a half. Then. Are you guys uh, doing anything else this weekend? No, uh, I got to get back to the work grind. I took the 
a couple days off, a couple vacation days this weekend. Uh, went up to Souk Harbor House with the lady friend and Ooh. spent too much money. So <laughs> yeah, that sounded like a need nice to get do. back on the work grind and uh, earn some of that cheddar back. How nice. about you guys? I'm um, going for a nice little dinner date Friday night and uh, going to get blackout drunk uh, for my dad's birthday dinner Saturday night. <laughs> so, uh, right. That'll be a shit show. Four daughters in the house, a few uncles. Pfft. Jesus Things Christ. Things may get hairy. A rogues gallery. I'll be doing fuck all this Sunday as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, we got the Pro Bowl, I guess. You'll fuck be watching it. the Pro Bowl with both of your eyes closed. <laughs> yes. God's plan. Do you guys have a... Who do you think the Pro Bowl MVP would be? Mm. Tredavious White. No. I know. It's the only name I could think Rich of. Rich Gannon. From the booth. Yes. Well, boys, uh, I'm good. That does it for me this week. I appreciate you both. I've seen you a lot this week. It's been a lot of fun. Smash that like button. Subscribe. Feather your butts. Send me a DM. <laughs> Send me a dick pic. Yeah. Or a okay. And uh, hail Satan. Yeah. Kill people, burn shit. Fuck school. Love each other. Jesus is gay. Living on a lighted stage.